Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. Everyone always wants to know, what are you wearing today? But no one ever thought to ask, how are you wearing today? Welcome to the Triple J Show, hosted by Jeremy Kirkland, Gian Delian, and John Moy. This show is what a podcast would sound like if you could make one with your own hands. Like we used to in the good old days, when jacket cuffs were functional, jeans were shuttle loomed, and no one joked, Hey buddy, why are you so dressed up? Just because you decided to wear a sport coat to the grocery store. As three mildly respected industry veterans whose net worth is mostly housed in their closets, the Triple J crew will share stories from behind the bespoke curtain, make a little more sense of the rapidly changing fashion world, and who knows, someone may learn a thing or two. So button those middle buttons, tighten those side tabs, strap on those monks, and enjoy the ride. Look at, look at we're all jacked. I'm half dead. It's late in, in G in town. I was sick for like two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, and Moy's. What was it? I don't know. I don't know if I had COVID. I don't know what I had. But like, I Did mean. Did you have RSV? I don't know. I mean, I have kids. So I basically, you know, I mean, my son has pink eye right now again. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, Harriet's had something. And basically what I, I mean, I won't get out. edit this out. But I was like, I couldn't keep anything up or, you know, down. So it was just. I couldn't keep anything in. Oh. I was like sucking down. Apparently Gatorade makes Pedialyte now. It was pretty good. Yeah, G- Gatorade. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So I've uh I spent maybe about $50 on drinking that over the past like 2 weeks. I lost like 7 pounds. You know. So it was like flu like stomach? I don't know. I mean, I guess, but it was like anything I ate, I just Found its way Ugh. out, so it didn't. It didn't want to stay down. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's better to uh, to have gotten sick here than when I'm there or something. I don't know. Yeah, so for sure. That so that sucked, but and you didn't have to travel, so which is nice. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I got the flu shot this year. I got the COVID booster. I got I got all the gear. I am <laughs> I am fully kitted out in in vaccines. Nice, but yeah, how's that? Uh, how's that new 4S fall order? It's dope. I'm taking some stuff to a tailor tomorrow. Yeah, I have to get like uh, some sleeve shortened. Um, I have to get one like the blazer I wore in the lookbook. They sent me the sample because they didn't make production, so I have to just totally get it. It's a size 50. I'm a 48, so I'm gonna just do complete surgery on it. Yeah. Oh whoa. Yeah, it's gonna but be it's good. pretty sick. It's like a boucle, um, 
collarless cardigan or collarless blazer. Nice. That's cool. And meanwhile, Moy is uh, all of a sudden Wallace and Grummet over there with Nike. What are you doing over there, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. You saw the Zion stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, I wrote the treatment for that uh, and worked with a, the claymation artist here in Portland. His name is Azad. Think, can uh, you put your Zion mic closer to your mouth? Sorry. Oh, my bad. No, you're fine. Is this better? Um. Yeah, uh, so that's part of what I, like, I do at Jordan now. Is work you you on didn't do any of the CBFM claymation? Same guy. Okay. Same claymation artist at the same time. And it's so wow. funny because I was like, I know uh, the creative director on the Nike side who worked on the CP, the cactus plant stuff. And we were talking about it <laughs> like at a, like a, Adrian and I had like a housewarming thing here and he came and he was like, Oh, you you know we're working with the same guy, so it was like, oh, well, wonder which one comes out first, and they like same month, like a week after each other. Um, but yes, there's more coming with the Zion one, so it was it was super fun, like watching all of that happen, and like, yeah, it was cool. It was. It was fun. You see how the sausage is made? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> It's pain, it's painstaking sausage with claymation. Oh, <laughs> well, just stop like, motion is like still one of like the craziest art forms, and just yeah, the amount of time, you know, it's like all right, it's like you have yeah. to spend the whole, whole whole day to get a second, basically. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like yeah, and like getting the lighting right, and then they were filming it like during the summer, right? Making it during the summer. It was so hot here, like over a hundred degrees, so they had to do it at night. Because like the clay, like overnight, oh, the clay was the melting. Clay, the clay wouldn't like would like it wouldn't melt, but it wouldn't like hold its form as well as you would yeah. want it to and stuff. So it was like. Did super the guy wild. used to work for Leica? I don't think so. Like I think he like came from Wyden, and he just started doing it on his own. Oh, because you like, know the Leica connection to like the Phil Knight family, right? No, like that's like Travis Knight's company. And oh, they did, it? like, a lot of those claymation movies. Like, they did, I think, Kubo and the Two Strings was the last one. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Box Trolls. Um, they did the Abominable Snowman one. I forget, like, Missing Link or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was, like, their whole thing. And then I think they sh- they shifted to CG. They might have done Coraline, too, I think. But, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Because that, like, in the airport, there's, like, a million Coraline posters. Yeah, and they're located, I mean, in Portland. But, yeah, like, basically, it's, like, Ultimate I Nebo Baby. That. Connection. I did not know that. Wow. It's and Travis did Bumblebee, which is honestly probably the best Transformers film. Yeah. It's one of my faves. Damn. From that canon. But yeah, it, it was super funny. Like, yeah, it's from, there's like a lot of claymation people in like the Pacific Northwest because you guys know Foster Huntington, right? Like he has yeah. his, his series. Well, I think that's part of it is because they had like, because Lake, Lake only did, you know, claymation films for the longest time. And so they're just like, well, we gotta create jobs out here for <laughs> all these claymation artists that are looking for work, so that we can well, yeah. film more than like one tense, more than ten seconds a day, basically. Yeah, yeah, it was gnarly. They had two sets at the same time, but it was cool to see them like make the shoes, like like tiny little performance shoes. It was super cool. Um, but yeah, Wallace and Gromit, that was definitely on the mood board. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's Ardman animation for for my Grom heads. That's like Nick Park and all those. I mean, that's it's crazy, yeah. dude. It's super, super good. Yeah, 
Um, Super fun, but yeah, it's pretty tedious. You got to get it right. Like, not a lot of time for uh, reshoots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, no deleted scenes in the claymation game. We do have one. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, Zion posted it on his broadcast channel, so I'm not like not breaking anything. But they made us like, you know, like the classic Fifty Cent video where he's doing like the upside down crunches. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Like, yeah, they, they made us that for to like sh- like proof of concept and like sort of like just to see like a quick animatic, and then we like sent it to Zion. We're like, yo, you can just show this. It's like a little teaser. So it's just like him silently. Amazing. <laughs> we isn't broadcast channels basically just like private threads? Like, it's funny you uh, mentioned broadcast channels because I feel like all these random accounts and, and accounts that I follow on Instagram now are being like, "You should," or even you know, even like on the Blamo thing, it's like, "Hey, you should you, you should have a broadcast channel." And I'm like, it's basically like a WhatsApp group or a you know or a thread. It's like one way though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like a yeah. It's like an interesting way to like interact with people and stuff. I think without like having to do like tons of feed work or I don't, you know. Thankfully, I don't have to work in the social media team. Like that's like a unforgiving, tough job. <laughs> I have to figure out. Um, I'm just like, here's some claymation. We'll see where it goes. Fuck, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad we're all back. It's been a while. Uh, a lot of stuff's been happening biggest thing which i don't even know why anyone wants to hear our opinion on this but i've had like seriously like six or seven different random people be like yo are you guys going to talk about birkenstock's ipo and i'm like <laughs> no like should you buy into it or I, I don't know i mean are we bullish or bearish i, I think the, it's more the fact mean? that like well for a second i thought you were going to say the conflicts in the middle east and i was like i don't know if we're <laughs> the right kind of show for that no we are not uh, <laughs> yeah, if I have to pick one, let's go all in on Birkenstocks yeah. in the yeah, stock exactly. market. But I was like, I was like, no, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, very curious what your take is. I was like, buy low, sell high. It's like, I don't know. I don't. This this is not a financial advice podcast, but yeah, sure, it is kind of crazy no. that you know the I standard mules. You got them. They did on opening day. I mean, they dropped. They, I guess they opened at 46. It closed at like 40. And it's been around like 40, 41 since they opened. So, I mean, from what I read in the in the finance world, I guess that's considered a flop. But Birkenstock is kind of a flop anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. They didn't yeah, tank by any means, I'm... though. I think, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I have zero concerns. But... It is very interesting when you see your favorite, you know, little shoe company that could, that, you know, had the, in your head, at least it was like, oh yeah, man, this is like, you know, the underground, you know, whatever. This is like the cool little slip slide from, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And then all of a sudden it feels like it's on TikTok. It's and like now a 250 year old company. Like, well, it, yeah, I mean, that's. I was gonna say, is it like it's not really like under the radar? No, well, it's right? not under the radar, but I feel like they, oh, but just that it's family owned. And they like existed all that. for a long time, feeling like a company that was, at least in mm. the U.S. Like I feel like it was kind of like a tiny bit of a, you know, and maybe that's just me from growing up in the Midwest, but you know, I remember seeing you know a handful of people wearing them. You know, it was like, why do you have like a leather strap sandal? You know, and this is obviously twenty right. plus years ago. 
but it's it's pretty wild how that company is just kind of really really yeah. blown up especially in that with all the different collabs um i always thought it was for like rich people like all the rich kids in my high school had birkenstocks and like i had never heard of them. and then i went to college and like all the craziest granola people had them and i was like whoa this brand touches maybe hey that's the sell to buy it touches everybody rich <laughs> yeah. kids granola kids who reject their wealth <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I mean, it's, not like it's crazy it's not like if patagonia were to like be publicly traded you know because I mean, they've always been private and now they have like that new sort of certification or whatever so yeah you know birkenstock is a, is a business are you i don't i don't think it's like a huge thing that they decided to go public j crew went public for a hot second they did. They went That's back to true. now. They're private. Again. private. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they were public, the and it was like, yeah, it was a big deal. And you know, Jenna Lyons and Mickey Drexler, yeah. they all made like millions and millions of dollars, and then the stock went up, and then it tanked, mm-hmm. and then they basically, I think they had filed for like bankruptcy protection or bankruptcy, and then they went private, and then yeah, yeah, and now it's you know is what it is. So yeah. That that roller coaster world. Gee, and they didn't give you like a friends and family IPO offer. You know what I mean? No, like, they did not. I bought my stocks on um, damn. Charles Schwab, like everyone else. Charles Schwab, right? <laughs> not on like Robinhood or whatever the apps are. No, not Robinhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the original NFTs. I had I had stock that I like sold to convert and then transferred some of that over. So. I'm not. Right. I'm not a. I'm not a day trader by any means, but you know, I got some stonks. I. Fe- it's funny you mentioned Robinhood because I feel like you know everyone was buying stocks in the pandemic, or at least saying they were buying stocks in the pandemic, and um, um, I forgot. People were thinking like, what? What do they think it was gonna be like GameStop? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think they thought Birkenstock was gonna be like GameStop, but it was just like because specifically Robinhood, where it's like everyone had a Robinhood account mm-hmm. and people were buying like crypto or whatever dumb stuff and i remember i bought i think i bought like four hundred dollars of dogecoin from like selling other like you know little dumb stocks or whatever r.i.p yeah and then at one point it was like crazy 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 low and at one point it was worth like twenty thousand dollars and i was like oh my god i'm rich you know and this is like when stupid elon musk is on snl and like dogecoin is like 69 cents and all this stuff i was like oh my gosh this is crazy I was like, holy cow. And uh, obviously that thing is worth like a hundredth of a cent now. And so. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, worth an entire and pile also of Doge like crap. S- yeah. Super difficult to like liquidate at that point, right? Like. Yeah. When it was 20,000. Yeah, because like like you it. couldn't, it, I don't know, someone else is going to correct me because this is obviously, I'm not a finance person, but like you, you could sell it, but you couldn't actually cash out for a while. I think if you had like a Robinhood account, so it was basically like in the in the ether not ethereum like it, it right. was you know it was stupid right um yeah so heady days heady days back then that's how you know universal basic income is probably a good thing because everybody's buying stocks buying clothes everybody was like we're back us is back baby <laughs> yeah, this is like post-war 50s crazy. like everybody going to college <laughs> you know what i mean we buying cars we're paying 25 grand for used cars was, you know what i mean just give everyone a, a g bar <laughs> a month and it changes everything this is true that's true a couple g's a month this is true so many forces to be bought right like hey look 
we're all we're all like at least tangentially related to like the retail market. Universal basic income, uh, dude. I, I I heard your whisper of universal People basic use income, extra money. which yeah we need it yeah subliminally like just put it in like just <laughs> constantly i'm sure there's people out there just put it out someone's gonna be like this is not why you know, I, this is not why i tune this. in to jay and jay and jay and jay and jay and <laughs> it's like, like it's yeah like, this is some lefty yeah, crap well, you know yeah. <laughs> we all at the end of the day we're all just trying to get another fleece you know that's, that's what i'm saying I I need to fill this hole with stuff. Yeah. Speaking guys. of, how's your fleece? You got your 4S fleece, Moy? Dude, yeah, it's like right there. It's you're it's it's it feels like a fur coat. Like in the way it sits. You know what I mean? Like the, like a like yeah. a chinchilla. It feels like that. Fit. It's got the boxy it's, fit. It's it's got a funnel neck too. There's like a It's got a yeah. funnel neck and it's like But you're right. It is it is it's big it's voluminous. But I'm a bit, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than I used to be. You know what I mean? So it's like it, <laughs> I can't wait. It hasn't been really cold. Oh enough, man, it should be in St. Louis then. Which like one here. did you get? Did you get the one with like the, um, like the, it's like the all over imagery on it? Like, or not all over. It's, it's the like animal, animal print. All the, all the different animal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joint. yeah. 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 Which That's I think helps one. with like the, feels like a, I feel like I'm wearing a fur. And you need to wear boxing and you got match, the little bit you know of like, I mean? turquoise drip on on the, on the yeah. zipper. Yes, yes. You need to wear your Mufasa Nike. Also, the fact that he uses two-way <laughs> zips really just adds that extra oomph. It really does, you know? You just hope someone standing next to you on the coffee line notices that, you know? Just like... Right. I I freaking love that yeah, brand that so much, but it's it sticks out like a sore thumb with the rest of my wardrobe. Because basically, like most of the other stuff mm. I have doesn't really, doesn't really fit it. But I, I mean, I ordered some stuff from this season. I'm waiting on. We'll see. I mean, I'm I'm amped and I'm gonna wear it. But it's like I, you know, his his utility pants from the season. Oh really? Hard. Um, like he finally did like a wider leg pant. I got him in like this brown sort of um, kind of cotton chenille mm-hmm. that I love. I think Mr. Porter has an exclusive in like the leather corduroy fabric from the season too. That's also Ooh. bananas. Shouts to, to the throwing fits boys too. Cause they got, I think it's also like that same silhouette. They, they got in like a straight leg khaki. Twill. Oh, with the like throwing fits, Mr. Porter. Nice. Thing. Good yeah, for them. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Speaking of bigger silhouettes, that's actually one of the, uh, one of the topics I wanted to, to chat with you all about. So, like, over the years, and I would right. say specifically more, it mm-hmm. feels like this past year, 2023, where more of you guys, even though, like, you know, Moy, you were kind of on it for a while, G, and you were on it for a while. I mean, it's it was it was in there, but, like, I feel like now a lot of people are just getting this, like, wider leg silhouette. I mean, um, it's, it's, I don't know, like, do you think we're totally done with like more of the skinny stuff. I mean, I know this is sounds kind of trite, but it is. I'm pretty serious about this. But like, everyone's just going wide leg everything now. Yeah, most most of my pants are are wide. I think the only skinnier, I guess, the slimmest pants I have are like classic Levi's with like a 16 inch sort of leg opening, and that's like the slimmest I'll usually wear. And the, other than that, it's like the slimmest stuff is probably like Tom Brown suits, which. Mm. Are supposed to fit that way, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
Yeah, I think the the I guess I never really like wore that many that I never looked that good in like very slim stuff. Like I always kind of like felt like I looked like Humpty Dumpty, <laughs> like in, in like like slimmer pants, yeah. slimmer pants or tailoring. Like it just didn't flatter me that well. So like I was always sort of like, dang, I gotta wear the big pants. You know what I mean? Like especially when it was like very like Neapolitan and like Italian influence, like where people were like really, yeah, everything was short and like no break and like very very tight on the shoulder and like stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I think all my pants are like, I think the slimmest pants are like Dickies. Right. Which aren't slim at all, you know. But I definitely went all in on like I took Antonio's like. It... If you're hearing this, it means you've hit the end of the Patreon preview. Podcasting ain't much, but it's honest work. To hear the rest of the Blamo special episodes, please consider signing up for the Patreon. For just a few dollars a month, your hard-earned cash can help our talking heads dress the rest of their bodies in markdown artisanal clothes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>